taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. And we are the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, yeah, let's just jump right into the fucking goods. I, I feel no need to uh, to waste time, to banter. Let's just get right into the goods. But before we talk about our main feature here in a sec i do want to talk about a couple upcoming movies yeah i do want to get into the 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 goodies okay uh we got a couple things coming out this week uh a couple releases uh although i'm not gonna lie to you it's kind of a dry week i think january is just a dry month for films releases yeah i mean i'll be honest with you i never really notice any fire that drops in january yeah there there is no fire yeah 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 mostly because it's cold as fuck yeah that and then like you're competing with a lot of other things going on in the weekend. There are a lot of award shows in January. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, we they, just had SAG Award yesterday, which is yeah. a very unfortunate name for uh, for a award show. You just probably should not be called SAG for for just a number of reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I never really knew what that stood for. Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, I feel like I should have known that, <laughs> <laughs> but I did not. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, uh, yeah. yeah it, so I mean, th- there's the award shows that are happening in January. There's um, football. I mean, you've got January is typically uh, championship time, right? Yeah. Um, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. It, there, there's just a lot going on, and you're competing with, you know, you're competing with all of that. You may as well. We're gonna push some of these films to to February, where there's some holidays coming down the pipeline. There's like yeah. the. Uh, valentine's day and then march the weather starts to change and break but wouldn't you want to not go up against other people or other movies other big films yeah you don't want to you don't want to compete i I feel like you just want some unmined real estate yeah i mean i'm not really checking for the movies in january yeah i haven't had the wanting to go to any movie well maybe it's the 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 month that netflix just i i would have to feel like it's probably their best it. month, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. nobody wants to go outside. Cold as fuck. It's yeah, snowing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's broke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you're, because you're still off. recovering from Christmas <laughs> and New Year's, and Valentine's yeah. Day is around the corner. And if you're one yeah. of those dumbasses who celebrates that, <laughs> you gotta, why you got? Why you got to be all that? Why you got to be? I think Valentine's Day might Valentine's be Valentine's like Day Scrooge over the here. Dumbest holiday. Why? It's completely made up. It's not. It's fake. It's not all holidays are made up. What are we? What are we talking about? Um, not all. I mean, some have like true, like meaning, like a real purpose, right? Name one that has a real meaning. Nigga, Harriet Tubman Day. I don't know, something. <laughs> <laughs> this dude said Harriet Tubman. Is that a day? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. Steaks and blowjobs, right? Four twenty. Yeah. Okay, four twenty. Holidays okay. with with meaning and purpose. Fair enough. Um, okay. Valentine's Day is yeah. just like women created that shit. They were like, "Yo, we got to put some marketing dollars behind this shit. Get her a Leo diamond. Diamond mm, is forever." No, people who run uh, companies started that shit because they're like, "What the uh, Valentine's Day? What gets people to buy shit more than love? Nothing. Chiching. Yeah." I'm pretty sure the the actual like diamond uh, was I think it was like the De Beers Corporation, who's the company that like 
pretty much owns most of the diamonds in the world. Yeah. Who like kind of coined the term, um, you know, a diamond is a girl's best friend, a diamond is forever. And, and yeah. we're the, the people really behind that stuff. Yeah. Also kind of created Valentine's Day. And which is why you start to see a l- sales for r- diamond rings go up through the roof. Um, all of that. Well, shit. You, you need a day for love, though, like during the year. I know February 14th is kind of arbitrary, but you do need a day. Come on. Aren't you supposed to fucking love her like every day? Why? Not as much. Well, I got to spend yeah. $800 <laughs> on one day. I've been buying you shit all year. <laughs> Why well, I got to go extra <laughs> on this day? Well, uh, on that note, uh, the only thing of interest that I really do see coming out uh, <laughs> uh, th- this week is uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which we talked about uh, our last episode. Uh, it's a film starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Renee Russo who they're teaming up again uh, and it's the same director and I'm forgetting his name um, who directed uh, uh, Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only one that I saw and it's coming out on Netflix on the 1st, February 1st. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I think I'm, I think I might try to see that. I, I might peep that one out. Um, everything else, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, everything coming out in theaters is, uh, it's limited release, uh, which uh, always doesn't, uh, doesn't scream the best uh in that case but uh so yeah i will say this um in in honor of black history month yeah um at select amc movie theaters they are like um it's not necessarily a re-release they're just uh re-showing uh black panther all month are they mm-hmm. <laughs> well um, you know yeah well you got to do that for the oscar season you gotta, and i mean and here here's the cool part though. keep it in our, on everybody's lips very true but like yeah. it's free what? So at select AMC movie theaters all month. Um, I want my are, goddamn money back that I paid <laughs> last year. That's what I want. What the fuck? But they're showing it's free. I think that's pretty cool. They're showing black. I mean, that's cool month. and all, but I did spend a cool $16 a ticket to go see that shit opening weekend. <laughs> this is fucking nonsense. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got for upcoming movies. I mean, there are a bunch of other movies that are coming out but uh, in theaters, but they're limited release. Uh, and I always feel kind of weird talking about them because I, uh, more often than not, I'm not terribly familiar with them. Uh, I know they're obviously a lot smaller films, uh, a lot of more like indie films. Uh, but unless I see one that actually, you know, does pique my interest, I usually don't uh, know too much about it. Uh, so, yeah. The only one that piqued my interest that's coming out this weekend is The Destroyer. Um, so I was looking at this earlier. It has uh, Nicole Kidman in it, um, Toby Kett. Kebel, Tatiana, Maslani, and mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan, um, our boy who plays uh, the Winter Soldier yeah. um, from the Avengers or mm-hmm. Captain America. This, the movie looks halfway that, decent. That's coming out this week? Uh, I believe it's the 28th. Really? Or shit, Wait, today, today. That's today. <laughs> yeah, so on what? Um, in theaters. What? Yep, the Destroyer. I don't see that on my sheet here. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. It's got bad info. Uh, so... I thought this was interesting because, like, you're seeing this type of movie a lot now, right? We had Atomic Blonde with, um, um, what's her name? Uh, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. We have had, uh, you know, um, Halle Berry is going to be in the so John Wick. Struggling. That's coming up. No, no, no I just forgot <laughs> her name. So we, uh, Atomic Blonde with uh, yeah. uh, Charlize Theron, uh, John Wick three, Halle Berry. Yeah, you got um, Black I think Widow coming out. Black Widow, uh, Red Sparrow for, was uh, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. We've got, um, I think Michelle Rodriguez did like a movie recently where she was like, you know, 
coming yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, gunslinger, badass chick. Well, uh, Gina Rodriguez coming out with uh, Miss Bala. Miss Bala. Which uh, came out last week, yeah. Uh, then we've got Widows, right? So a lot of these, like... Yeah, why... You know, a curious thing. Why isn't Widows being talked about in some of these award races? I haven't really heard too much about... Was it a big deal worthy? Or is it, you know, an all... Uh, but again, you know, all female cast. If this was an all male cast, would it have been nominated? No, definitely not. Then no. I, I definitely don't think it was worth it. Yeah. So then it should have been nominated because it, it was N- not because it was all women. Movie. I I think that's a that was a joke that I was saying. Yeah. But uh, I don't I don't know. I do think the movie is highly underrated, though. It it, it really is. I, I I at least like even if you don't think it's like okay, maybe it's not for best picture. At least yeah. for something, somebody, uh, whether it's uh, what's her name, uh, who's the lead, uh, Viola Davis, Viola Davis, uh, or Michelle Rodriguez, uh, yeah, or somebody, uh, you know, throw somebody in there for some sort of yeah. sort of reward, uh, or even what's his name, um, the uh, director, uh, t- uh, fucking, uh, damn, yeah, now his name's gonna, um. Now, now I'm forgetting his name, but uh, but either have him up for you know best director or, or something, you know, because uh, I thought he did a marvelous job with that film. Um, it, it's the same thing with uh, Sorry to Bother You, with uh, Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Um, you know, I never saw that. You need. To, it's a very interesting movie. Yeah, uh, I, I love the memes. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> yeah. This ha- is I how hope you have a great week. Yeah, 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 I hope you have a nice month. This is how all <laughs> black people should be talking to each other in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, what's his name? Ar- Army Hammer is in that movie, and uh, he had an interesting quote that uh, that I saw. T- it was either today or yesterday uh, that he was saying uh, he he know it, it's no surprise that Sorry to Bother You isn't up for more awards because of the type of movie that it was. That it wasn't awards uh savvy movie or and i'm i'm not even quoting him directly but that that was essentially what he was saying and it's a very interesting thing like you know i guess every time somebody comes out with like a period piece film like the queen elizabeth the 14th uh you know uh, the next chapter and yeah. this is like that immediately gets you know oscar it's- buzz and it's just like Who's watching this shit? Like, <laughs> I, I, I have yet to seen, uh, see a Queen Elizabeth movie where I'm like, you know what? I had a really good time during that movie. I was, uh, I was really, uh, I was really entertained. Yeah, fuck those. <laughs> like, you've seen one movie about <laughs> old British queen and, and all. the family's dark <laughs> secrets. You've seen them all. <laughs> queen Elizabeth, Queen uh, fucking... Whitney, yeah. Whitney, Queen Taylor, whoever the fuck, aren't all queens? I feel like all queens are Elizabeth. I I don't know. I don't know how it works. Some anymore. of them it get seems... fancy with it, and it's Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eliza. Yeah, yeah, but the, but they don't get as big a share when uh, when it comes to cashing out. They just they're like, okay, it goes based on what Elizabeth you're trying to take. If you take Elizabeth, then you get the highest shit. Mm-hmm. If you take Elizabeth. All right, we're gonna dock about twenty five percent off. Liza, Liza, you uh, might not, bitch, you might not you make owe it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can't remember any queen's name other than Elizabeth. Yeah, I, I well, you think have, of one really well, quick. No, you have princess, uh, princesses. Princess. I don't know about queens though. Uh, you have Princess Diana, Princess. Uh, well, I guess An- Angela Merkel is a princess now, right? Princess Merkel. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or it wouldn't be Princess Merkel. It would be Princess. What's her first name? Uh, Angela. No, no, no Angela Merkel. No, that's yeah. not it. It's not Angela Merkel. 
Some Merkel. Megan Merkel. Megan. Yeah, yeah. Megan Merkel. Uh, Princess Megan. Mm-hmm. That just sounds mad basic. Though. Princess Megan. Yeah. Princess. <laughs> Very basic. <laughs> sounds like something you know your parents call you when you're like four years old. You Princess know, those Megan. names are so like. <laughs> I mean, I it's it's just a decent good name. You know, but it's also so fucking what, uncreative. Uh, Megan. Megan. Oh, it, Brittany. Uh, okay, so so we've we've got an exciting press press play tonight, right? Uh, and in you know the rabbits out of the hat is that as they say is it is that yeah the, yeah the rabbits out the rabbits out of the hat is it, is it the hat or the bag. Bag, it's the know. cats out of the bag. The cats out of the bag. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> which which is a hat? very dark yeah. thing. Why? <laughs> why was the cat in the bag to begin with? Don't ask questions to which you don't want the answer. That's <laughs> animal cruelty. So the cat, the cat uh, should be out of the bag. They should be, or, yeah, or maybe yeah. that's the thing. I I don't I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> I gotta figure that yeah, one out. We, we gotta uh, consult. Why was the cat in the bag? And I yeah. mean, we're happy the cat is out of the bag now. But these are the uh, hard hitting questions we ask here yeah, on the faith. Damn, that's <laughs> that's a real one too. Do um, uh, but we were doing our press play tonight on the uh, the Punisher, and uh, the girl uh, who plays Amy, her she says her name's Rachel, mm-hmm. and then she's like, Rachel's not my real name. My real name's Amy, and I'm like, it would be. Yeah, it would be Amy. Go, go, go from basic <laughs> to even more basic. <laughs> Fucking Amy. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Well, uh, since the uh, the since the uh, cat, what do we decide on? The cat is out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's out of the bag. Since the uh, cat is out of the bag, uh, we'll go ahead and hit you guys with our next prize play. Hey, hey, hey. We've got another press play coming at you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, live and direct, straight to your face. Uh, that's going to be our new catchphrase, by the straight way. Straight to your face? Live and direct, straight to your face. You got to drop You got to drop yeah, the live and direct. Some, why? Straight to your face. Straight to your face. Yeah. Okay. That sounds aggressive. Yeah, it's that like, sounds like mad aggressive. No, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be direct. It's straight <laughs> to your face. It's like uh, the Facebook. You drop the, yeah. the and you go with just Facebook. Just Facebook. Just Fair enough. Straight to your face. Yeah, yeah. Although we're not actually sending anything to their face. It's more their ears, but those are technicalities that we'll iron out later. Your yeah. face. Face, ears, it's all within relative proximity. It's all the same place. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got another press play for you. Uh, tonight we are reviewing uh, Punisher Season 2, uh, which I'm sure you're going to have some thoughts on. I've got some thoughts on, and uh, yeah, we'll make it do what it do. Um, do you, do you want to read the uh, yeah. sort of synopsis? I know you've got the very good speaking voice. For those idiots who um, <laughs> have not seen Punisher, which of idiots. the uh, Marvel shows on Netflix, yeah, if you're not watching that one, one, well, I don't know. It's 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 a toss up between that and Daredevil. I would say it's a toss up. Uh, see, the Daredevil has Froggy in it, who is kind of a pussy, <laughs> and then it has that what's that? Pussies are strong. What, what's right? that? Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> what is the, what is that chick's name? The, 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 I don't uh, care. Cause the, the tall bra the was always. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't who care. appeared in one episode of? This yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and they couldn't have gotten rid of her yeah, quick enough. Thankfully, <laughs> it was only one episode, and it was like half the episode too. So anyway, the Punisher, um, after the murder of his family, Marine veteran Frank Castle becomes the vigilante known as the Punisher, with only one goal in mind: to avenge them. Mm. Yeah, very ominous. 
All, all I need. If I read that title, I know it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You immediately want to check that out. Um, so, uh, let's let's just jump right into the shit here. Uh, so before we, let's kind of recap season one a bit. I I couldn't even if my life depended on it. I do not remember at all <laughs> what happened in season in season one. But please try your best. So. Obviously, the Punisher character was first introduced to us in the Daredevil, Daredevil series, yeah, yeah. right? Which um, was the be- the best uh, because season two of Daredevil was let's just call it what it was, it was trash. Yeah. Uh, uh, and but Dare uh, Punisher was the, like the one extremely bright spot. Yeah. Uh, in, one of the best in, fight in, yeah. scenes I've ever seen. Which one? Oh, um, that jail one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That jail scene was uh, something to behold. So the the Punisher character, who's played by actor John Bernthal, um, in the show he goes by uh, the Punisher, also Frank Castle. Again, he was first introduced to us in the Daredevil series. Um, I believe it was, uh, like you said, season two of the Daredevil. Um, he was someone. Was he hired by, um, uh, Winston Winston Winston, the Kingpin? I told you, I don't yeah. remember anything from season. Yeah. Uh, from Initially, him, I, I feel like he was hired by Kingpin to to eliminate um, the Daredevil, Daredevil or vice versa because uh, they were Something, at odds yeah. in the beginning. The yeah, game. but I think it was because he kept trying to kill like people and I think Daredevil needed them alive for some reason or he didn't think that he should kill them. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was on the hunt for those who killed his family. Um, in in Daredevil, and then which you know originally, which then led to season one of The Punisher, where um, it really dives into his story. Yeah, tells his background as a Marine, where he came from. Obviously, he's on the hunt for um, the people responsible for murdering his wife and two children, and it really just starts off as him as you know this motherfucker on the hunt. He's he's looking to avenge his family. He wants. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to bring the people to justice. He doesn't want them to have their day in court. He wants to put a bullet in their head. Yeah. Right. A lot of conviction. I I love the way because we've had two Punisher movies before Th- this three. show. Three. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't remember the uh, uh, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren Punisher from back in the 80s. Mm. Very forgotten movie, but actually a lot better than. The shit that they came out in the 2000s with. Yo, so that Dolph Lundgren Punisher you're talking about came yeah. out in 1989. Yeah. That's the year I was born. Yeah. It, it, it was, uh, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's a lot better than the shit that we, it still wasn't that great. It was still really campy. Yeah. But uh, but a, a lot better than this like nonsense that we got in the 2000s. Dolph Lundgren's too handsome to play. <laughs> I don't want to see a, a handsome. Uh, I, I've heard people describe Dolph Lundgren. Handsome was never really one of the describing Well, back factors. in the 80s, I would say in, in the first Rocky movie, yeah. pretty handsome guy. Was or he? in Rocky Four, Or was he just blonde? Are we just conditioned to think that people who are blonde are just pretty? No, he was, he was tall, handsome, in great shape. Okay, well, maybe. Russian. Val- Valentine's Day is coming up, <laughs> you know, you can, so anyway, so we've, <laughs> we've got uh, three total Punisher movies, two of them more recent, yeah. um, played by, I think the first one was played by the, the actor Thomas Jane, uh, who's been in, um, you know, a, a lot of movies. You, you'd, you'd recognize well, him. Uh, shit. I think most recognizable from uh, True Blood. True, yes, yes. Uh, you know what, and what's funny, I can't find the, uh, you know what, Punisher Warzone was with uh, the actor uh, Ray Stevenson. 
the first one with uh, Thomas Jane, that was very good. The first movie with John Travolta, I liked it. Here's here's me. I wish there could be a picture of my eyebrow raising right now. It was good. Uh, it was a good, solid movie. You got what you expected. Decent acting, decent story. Yeah. Uh, you know, shoot 'em up, run and gun. I, I liked it. About the that. second one, War Zone, the one starring uh, Ray Stevenson, which came out in 2008, that was shit. Yeah, uh, no, everything from the 2000s was uh, was uh, significant garbage. Uh, But um, John Bernthal, yeah, the actor from the most uh, recent series, he brought a level of intensity to this character that brings a brutishness, brutishness to the character. And 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 I I think just in line with all the other Marvel, you know, shows, uh, at, at least season one of those shows uh with the exception of iron fist um they all are really sort of grounded in these like characters who are human you know Mm -hmm. who make mistakes who bleed you know um who can be hurt uh and i don't think any character in the in the set of marvel shows that we've gotten exemplifies that more than you know um john uh berthal berthal's uh uh Frank Castle, Castle, you know, Um, and every damn episode, it seems like he somebody's, you know, hitting them with some fucking weight or some shit. He's bleeding all over the place, you know, and you hear it. You hear that. Oh, you hear all those grunts and all the there's like a primal sort of like. And yeah, he even, I think that's a good he even looks like, like a fucking gorilla when he's walking. When he's walking, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he does have a certain walk. Yeah. And like in the fight scenes, in the gunfights where he's like, oh, yeah. like that sound yeah. right there. And, and how <laughs> like that, he's getting hyped up yeah. for the, he's like, like when he, when there's like a big, like, you know, like five, six dudes, he's like, oh, yeah. he's like trying grabs, to psych himself and that up. that grabs or, atten- everybody's yeah. attention. Because yeah, you know that, some shit's like, about to go down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a regular guy in there. This guy's Punisher. When he's like, especially like in the scenes where he's doing a hand to hand combat, and like the intensity of both his acting as well as the the fight scenes in the show, you can tell like he trains, he prepares, he really does like embody that character. Yeah. Um. The you know, come get some. You know, yeah. he's like, come get it, yeah. come get it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yo, this dude is ready for <laughs> war. <laughs> yeah. Well, he but he really reminds you of somebody who. Uh, you know, like a, you know, like a jarhead. You know, somebody yeah. who you know was in the military or army, or you know, he, he seems like a person who was went through that was extremely great at the job, and then is like now off the chain, like yeah. no longer tethered to like any like structures. Just like now, you're loose upon the world to do whatever the fuck. It yeah, is he's you a want. dog off the leash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, continue with you. Uh, so I'm just gonna give you my thoughts on you know how I felt about this overall. Well, the, you're doing the recap, I think. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. So yeah, yeah, so so we go from being in Daredevil, uh, where he ends up, you know, of course, aiding Daredevil in the end, and mm-hmm. um, uh, and then we move into season one of uh, uh, the Punisher, which, again. I do not remember exactly. I knew it had to do it a lot with his past. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Billy Russo, you know, mm-hmm. was a was a big. Factor. Yeah, it, it's telling his story of um, you know, the the hunt for his uh, his wife's killer, his family's killer, which brings him to New York, um, where he, you know, obviously he's being hunted by the police, um, all while trying to, uh, you know, all while on this mission to try and again find his family's killer. So he he's introduced to Agent Madani. Uh, he's introduced to 
um, several other like you know characters, not necessarily major characters, but several other people. Uh, I think Detective Mahoney is one yeah. of the characters he's introduced to. Curtis. Um, so they're hunting him while he's hunting for the killer of his family. He uh, calls upon some of the old friends that he had during his time in the military. Curtis being one of them. Yeah. Um, and he also crosses paths with Billy Russo, who is um, like his brother. Yeah. You know, this is a guy he. Uh, served with next to someone he really like loved and cared about, right? Who towards the end of the season we find out that fuck Billy Russo, like his brother, was the one responsible for killing his family. I think he was a, the actual one who pulled the trigger. I think so, yeah. So, you know, we in season one we see him on this hunt for his killer. We see him like uh, reconnect with people from his past, only to find out that those people are the ones who have uh, crossed him in, in, in the greatest way. Yeah. Um, and that's how the season pretty much ends. Yeah. So season two picks up where that left off. He is. Uh, or we, we can't not talk about that ending to season one where Jesus, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen something that brutal, like in terms of a fight scene oh, where yeah. he smashes Billy's face into the fucking mirror. Yeah. It just rakes his face across like broken all the broken glass. glass. Yeah. F- like this whole nonsense that Billy survived at is silly. It's silly. Cause look, his eyes would be gone. Yeah. His nose would be, I don't give a shit. Half what what Beverly Hill, uh, plastic surgeon, you know, is going to put that shit back together. All right. Yeah. That's and, a and Kardashian like you, you ask job. yourself at the end of the season one, why was, why didn't they kill him? Why didn't they put a bullet in his head? Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously Frank maybe wanted him to suffer, to have to look at his face in the mirror and, yeah. and know that you know Frank did that to him because dying was too easy, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, again, season two picks up all, picks up there, right there. Yeah. Uh. And we should mention, by the way, um, uh, Stephen. Uh, hold on one sec. Uh, Stephen Lightfoot uh, was the creator of uh, or is the creator of the Punisher uh, show on on Netflix, and I think some of the uh, the comic book writers were John. Romita Sr. and Jerry Conway, uh, and then some of the more notable, not notable, but uh, more extended writers uh, for the, the last couple seasons for, for um, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil, Punisher, uh, Angela LaMana, um, Ken Christensen, and Ross uh, Andrew um, were some of the more notable or more extended writers that have crossed uh, cross seasons. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's jump right into the uh, the plot. Uh, what do we what do we what do we like about it? What we don't like about it? What do we like about? It? Wait, did I get it? all those words completely wrong? <laughs> what do we like? I, what do we don't like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what what what's the what's the rundown? What's the rub on uh, season two of Punisher? The plot, I I loved because there were some parallel stories being told. Right? There's um you know there's uh, obviously. Uh, Frank Castle's story, um, main character, you know, where he's on this journey of, for a moment he finds peace. He, he meets a woman at a bar and he thinks he's, you know, he, he or at least he's considering getting out of the life, getting out of this constant war that he's in. Uh, and then he gets sucked right back into it, um, you know, meeting that young girl at the bar, right? Now he's right back in the life. He's he's doing the right thing and, and you know, he kind of, you know, he enjoys that though, Right. As soon as he gets a foot out of the door, an opportunity presents itself for him to get his foot back in the door, and he he takes it because he could have looked the other way. He could have just let that girl solve her own problems, but you know he wanted to get back in that fight. 
So I, I like that. Um, I think that was a good way to tell the story, right? It was a good way to, to, again, paint that picture of one foot in the door, one foot out, right? Yeah. Um, and then you see the choice that he makes, uh, especially throughout, like throughout the season. It, it, it really, he really kind of explains it, like, you know, this is who I am. I, like, I'm, I'm not some, you know, that that family man part of me is dead. Uh, the guy who can get a regular job and live a peaceful life, like, that's not who I am. I'm the Punisher, right? And you learn that through throughout the season. But I like how he's kind of given a decision early on. You know, hey, you can, you can just be a regular guy and you can stay with Beth from the bar and, you know, live here in Michigan or you can get right back in it. Um, and he chooses to go in one direction. Yeah. And, the, and the rest of his story, to me, it, you learn more about him. Yeah. Um, you see, like, his depth and his, his, his com- complexity. Obviously, he begins to care for this complete stranger, this girl, Amy, that he really has no reason to care for. Yeah. Um, and again, that's the difference between him and a guy like Billy Russo, who Billy Russo's, you know, ruthless. The Punisher does have a code. Um, and, you know, he, he doesn't, at least he does his best not to break that code, right? Yeah. Um, so his story was great. What I didn't enjoy about this season was uh, Billy Russo's storyline. Um, way too much fucking crying. <laughs> way, way too much. And, and I understand, like, you know, here, here's someone who's lost all of his memory of who he was, right? And he's being told about himself, but he still doesn't know who he is and he doesn't remember it. Um, he, he's having these nightmares. But again, there's so much fucking crying <laughs> that like, I really started to get frustrated with how emotional he was. I get the emotional instability mm-hmm. of not like having you know memory loss and like trying to f- figure out who you are. Yeah. But fuck, fuck yeah. all the yeah, there were there were a lot of tears. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like he uh, it seemed like he went on Doctor Phil a couple times. Yeah. And, uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would have wrote some of that crying out. Like, I would have <laughs> I would have appreciated. They could have probably eliminated a whole episode, a whole forty yeah. minutes of the show, <laughs> by just removing his crying. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you gotta you gotta battle toxic masculinity somehow, and that's apparently to have Billy Russo cry every episode. <laughs> yeah, they they did it the wrong way. Um, but then again, and I'm gonna let you jump in here, but yeah. like, but I also really liked um, some of the smaller storylines that were going on. Obviously, Agent Madani, she was dealing with her own inner demons. Um, you know, you, you get a little bit of um, Mahoney as well. Like, he's come a long way. Has he? Yeah. I mean, from being... I, from, I still hate him. I still don't I like him either. his character But from so being much. just like a beat cop, yeah. you know, who just happened to be the right place at the right time, I guess, to now Wait, being, when, when was he the right place at the right time? When remember in uh, The Punisher? Uh, no, the, sorry, no, in the uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. I believe season one, he was just like a street cop. Really? Um, and he was the one who... Do not remember that even remotely yeah and then that's why uh, that's kind of how he's been in all the different so what the shows. fuck man so every so that makes me hate him even worse because it's like okay so you're used to this shit where somebody clearly is the hero yeah and now you're just like every time you see me like no i'm gonna arrest you for what asshole every yeah. season i keep saving the day you keep wanting to arrest me you because he was just a regular cop and then like the daredevil was the one who was like tipping him off to this and this and that and then because he kept making these big arrests and being at the right place at the right time that's the how fuck? he then ascended to like lead detective yeah, right fuck him and his lead detective yeah. so bullshit he, he did kind of annoy me with like how 
dumbfounded he would always be. Uh, uh, Frank Castle, I know he saved the day last season, but this yeah. season, <laughs> I, I, I somehow have a problem with him. Like, yeah, shut so up. He was cool with the Punisher and his thing. Like, even though he wasn't necessarily okay with the whole vigilante thing, yeah, like, you're, you should be used to this by now. Yeah, you like, dealt with the Punisher. The you dealt with. They helped you get fists. your job, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Bake him a cake instead, right? Like, fuck? yo, I helped you get that job, bro. You gotta <laughs> let me kill these motherfuckers. You wouldn't have a pension if it weren't for me, you asshole. So, um, but but I do like learning a little bit more about those smaller characters that you come to that you come to like. Uh, Mahoney's yeah. kind of just you know, it's kind of annoying being such like the good cop. But then you, that's necessary, right? And Madani, yeah. her character, you know, throughout the season sometimes frustrated me, but her storyline was pretty uh, interesting as well, like battling her inner demons while trying to do her job and do it the right way. Yeah. Um, and we see what happens with her at the end. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I thought there were some good things uh, that happened this season and some bad things. I thought the good things were really good and the bad things were really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me start with the bad things. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily care for pretty much any other storyline outside of the Punisher storyline. <laughs> uh, all of them. And, and what really annoyed me was that fact that they they just used every all the other storylines as a crutch. Or like uh, as a distraction from like the main storyline. It's almost as if they didn't have another storyline. And they're like, oh shit, we got to think of something else. That, like it's going to be pretty boring yeah. if we just have this one thing. Every episode is just. <laughs> <laughs> Light them up. Oof. Get some. Go get some. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so I hated the, uh, uh, the, uh, the guy who played John in the uh, uh, John uh, Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, who apparently is the the Mennonite or something like that in uh, in Marvel folklore, um, uh, and he's like this righteous man. You know, he he you know uh, he feels like he's on God's mission or some bullshit. Uh, you know, typical. Uh, oh man, I was about to say something. I thought it'd be like typical right wing bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> but to my right wing listeners, uh, no Fair disrespect. <laughs> uh um uh but uh but but yeah uh he you know he has this storyline where you know he's being basically sent on all these missions to go get to to retrieve krista who is um or not krista uh amy uh who uh um who is played by uh georgia uh wigham wigham something like that Mm -hmm. um and so apparently she has something that they want uh the people who are sending uh uh john um anyways i i say all that to say that i feel like they handled that storyline very poorly because i think it's what we started the season with and it's what got everything sort of you know what created a sort of chain reaction but we never really revisit it. It's like the, for like two or three episodes, they'll just drop that entire storyline, won't worry about it, and then get back to it. I'm like, oh shit, we forgot. <laughs> we still have this other storyline to get to. Um, and so I, I don't really care for how they handle that. Uh, Agent Madani's uh, storyline, didn't really care for. I thought um, it wasn't I th- exciting. I thought, I thought it was not. There's no real, there, there's very slow progression with her character. Uh, I don't think there's anything that. You know, escalated or, or or you know jumped off the page to me with uh, with her storyline, um, Billy Russo's storyline. Yeah, again, you, you, I think you summed it up when he said he basically spent seventy five percent of the time just crying. <laughs> Which I mean, I I guess I get you know in that the fact that he you know lost his memories all that, but also I think his character is a little you know uh, 
um, Jigsaw um, is uh, that's essentially I think his MO is he's like he's super erratic. You know, he's not unless I'm and I might be getting that wrong. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with his uh, his character. But uh, from what I understand, I think that's the case. Um, but anyways, I say all that to say that all the storylines besides the main Punisher versus Billy storyline were kind of garbage. Um, now, the good about that is, is that that storyline was fantastic. Uh, Amazing, I, yeah. I think I think that that whole arc and from how it begins to how it ends, where Billy's having these dreams and all he sees is the skull and he doesn't know who it is, and then he finds out, oh shit, it's Frank. I think that whole storyline was great. Um, I think you know the fact that Frank was trying to decide, damn, should I kill him? Should I not kill him? Like he was grappling with that the entire season. Uh, and unlike Daredevil, where Daredevil was like, I will not kill Kingpin. Frank's like, no, nah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go. <laughs> Particularly the scene where he's in the hospital, right? Yeah. And then, um, uh, is it Rachel? Uh, the Or Amy? No, no, no. The, uh, the oh, uh, Nelson and Murdoch. Uh, uh, no, uh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, I hate her so much, yeah. I forgot it. Uh, well, Karen Page. Karen Page, yeah. Where Karen comes to see him, and, and obviously they have a thing. I, I forgot they had a thing. Yeah, it's very forgettable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, As is all the scenes with her in it. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're having the conversation, and she's he's basically telling her, like, you don't want any part of this. He was like, I'm going to find out who those people are. Yeah. I'm going to murder them. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. do you, is that what you want to be a part of? Right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. yo, Damn. this dude... <laughs> He is no, um, uh, what was Dared, uh, 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 something Murdoch, uh, uh, Andrew, Matt Murdoch. Matt, Matt Murdoch. Yeah, he yeah. is no Matt Murdoch. He doesn't suffer no. from those, um, the struggles between no. good and bad. He's, He's very decided. much, I'm going to murder them. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, which, which is why, you know, I think his introduction into the second season of Daredevil was, was really great because he's a great counterbalance to Matt Murdoch's you know, oh, I'll never kill anybody situation. Whereas he's just like, no, nah, I'll kill them all. I don't care. Kill <laughs> What's that you stole from an old lady? I'll kill you too. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, I, I thought that main storyline was, was, was really good. Uh, and uh, the, the fact that they made Billy Russo, like it, it was a, it, it was a, it was something that was grounded in reality. You know, he wasn't this crazy, like, I'm just going to take over this old town now. You see, like, uh, it wasn't one of those type of situations. He was just like, yo, I fucking, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm crazy out of my mind. Um, I, all I really remember was, you know, everything from the military, you know, where are my brothers at? And so he goes, he searches for other military members, you know, army members. Um, and he creates a, basically like a band, you know, uh, where they get together, you know, and they just rob banks, and shit, yeah. you know, um, which is it, it, seeing that whole process. It wasn't like he just showed up day one and he was like, uh, let's start a crew. I'm the head of it. All right, let's go. It was like you could see the progression where he talked to one guy, then one guy turned into three guys, and then three guys. You know what I mean? Like you saw that progression, you know? Yeah. And what didn't make sense is how they got that waterfront property. Yeah, it was very. Uh, <laughs> that was prime real estate. Oh I don't understand. God. Yeah, 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 that yeah, that was yeah. What, <laughs> right across from um, from Brooklyn. Yeah. Waterfront property in yeah. New York City. Multiple levels. Uh, what's going yeah. on here? <laughs> it had the gate. It was fenced in. <laughs> You know, the, the <laughs> land was, the building was leveled. Yeah, they, yeah, had, yeah. they had inspectors. No violations. Yeah. <laughs> no code violations. 
all while they're running like this underground <laughs> off the books completely yeah. illegal business yeah, it's very strange very strange i don't know how that happened uh all i can say is white privilege I'm not joking. <laughs> uh also not joking um uh, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I thought the whole storyline was great. Um, and then one other thing I can sort of note is uh, Frank and um, and Amy's character uh, or Amy's uh, Frank and Amy's relationship in the show uh, really it showed another side to Frank. Yeah. That I, I think that we really did need to see where it's just like, all right, you at least can be human sometimes, you know, and uh, I'll get to this when we talk about, you know, the characters themselves. But I think, man, John um, Bernthal, he, he he did some incredible things with that character, like just he, he was Frank Castle where, you know. Like when, like I remember the specific scene I'm thinking of is when he's sitting with Billy on the bench and they're they're like watching like the ba- baseball game or something like that. Yeah, and they're just talking and he's like he's told he tells a joke and like he doesn't want to laugh. So he turns his head away and then he's like ah and then he, he like it's like that's it seemed genuine. You know what I mean? It yeah. seems like. Like that, that was, was just two real guys that was real. having a real conversation. Exactly, yeah. and and he had a bunch of those moments. And then um the 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 best of which is I think at the end where he begins to t- tell Amy's character like sometimes you just run into people and they, they change, change everything. and then yeah. right then she hugs them and yeah. Yeah, that was like a really really touching scene you know yeah and I think that uh only he could pull that off you know be this brutish you know grunt of a guy and then deliver a particular scene like them I think it just goes to his credit that his he's range, just a yeah. fa- uh, fantastic actor uh and he and, and he brought brings a lot of life to the, the the punisher character yeah um as for the story arcs in the season again i only had one real good story arc which is uh you know him and Bo- billy's story arc uh but i i think that it it began slow it went into the middle kind of slow but then i think when when it it picks up when he's in the hot when he when he thinks he kills uh those women yeah uh and uh it was like billy and uh what's her name uh the doctor um, uh krista krista yeah they strip away his the one thing he has that he holds on to yeah, that, that, that code, call, that code of, of calling himself a good guy you know uh and i think that was a, that was brilliant writing because i was like man this season is i'm struggling this season but it was it was like a, a a light switch went off when after that episode where it's just like okay now we're now we know why we're here now we're getting into it and so I thought that was uh, that was really good that was a good turn but that came much late in the season yeah again me. you know if if they had just killed forty five minutes of, <laughs> of, of Billy's yeah. uh, emotional struggles yeah um, yeah and, and I get why he had such emotion right um what, one of the things that really bothered me with his character and his storyline was when he. When he first is introduced to Frank, um, and, and they get their first one on one, right? Yeah. They're uh, what were they doing? They, they were robbing the yeah. Um, they were robbing a the, cash checking the check cash check check cashing place, yeah. and then here comes Frank walking down the street, um, and he's just like, oh, "What is it? Does, he, does he call him Billy? Oh no, Bill. He's like, Bill. No, no. Or he says Russo. Oh yeah, Russo. Yeah, Ru- and then." Russo turns and he sees the Punisher wearing his bulletproof vest with the skull on it. Uh, and then it all comes rushing back. Like he, I know this guy, he's in my nightmares. Right. Yeah. Um, and then late, later down the road, uh, when Billy's in Madani's apartment and Madani kind of tells him what part he's missing 
with his relationship with uh, Frank. Like, you killed his wife and kids. You're the one who did it. He pulled the trigger. That's yeah. why he scarred up your face. Yeah. The next conversation he had with Krista, I was hoping he would at least, you know, something would change. He would be like less emotional, more like, uh, okay, you know, some some of the gaps were filled in. But he got even more emotional after that. He started crying more. He was like, why would he do this to me? I only killed his wife and two kids. Why would he scar why would he scratch my face like this and not put Oragel ointment on it? <laughs> like so that's what really pissed me. Like that's when I was like, yo, I'm done with this guy. Uh, it's like, I, I, I wish the writing then was more so okay. Yeah. I killed his wife and kids. That's why my best friend, you know, tried to kill me or at least scarred up my face. And then maybe he owns it. Like I did that shit. Um, but but, I, but I, I, I'm I, not, I'm not ready to die. I think that that's sort of what they were trying to portray with the character, right? That he is who he is, meaning that he's always going to grow back, go back to ground zero, meaning he's a, sh- he's a shit bag from the start. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he's always going to try to rationalize, obfuscate you know dodge any sort of blame or any sort of uh self responsibility uh, or self um like you know uh, owning up to what he's done right because you know you would think that even from the beginning of the series where you know he he killed frank's uh you know, family, uh, he's still palling around with Frank. Like they're like, you know, oh, hey, Frank, let's go catch yeah. a hot dog or something. You, you know, just killed your best friend, your brother, and you're wife still and like and knocking back beers with him like it's nothing. You know, um, there, it's, there's only a special type of person that can do that, right? Somebody who that kind of was in from the beginning. You know, that that side of them was always there. Maybe they're good at hiding it, and so I think that's essentially what they're trying to say with him in that space is. Of course, he's not going to be like, I killed his family. It makes sense now why he raked my face over <laughs> shards of glass, you know. Uh, of course, he would try to just then say, ah, damn, that's still crazy that, that he tried to kill me, even though I did kill his entire family. Th- that's still not nice, Frank. I, I, You know, I don't feel like I'm going to invite you over next week for a barbecue. You know, I feel like the invite's yeah. off permanently. Um of course, that would be the 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 um, arc of his uh, of his character in that case. But uh, so, with that said, let's jump into the characters really quickly. Have, then, yeah. um, g- give me your give me give me your winners and your losers. Yeah, well, I, I'll give you uh, again uh, as always. I'll give you my uh, two runners up, and then I'll give you my MVP. And I'm not gonna lie to you; uh, this was a struggle because I, I was struggling to find really anybody who was worthy of an MVP, uh, except for maybe the obvious. But uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, my two runners up. Uh, I'm going to go first with, um, uh, you know what? I thought I had some, oh, uh, John Pilgrim as, or the character John Pilgrim, who's played by Josh Stewart. Uh, I thought, at first I hated his character. He's like this kind of preacher guy. With those fucking and, creepy eyes. Yeah, has. yeah, and he's very soft. He only talks like this. Uh, well, you know, you go get the, you know. The, the water in the well. <laughs> what the f- sh- shut Stop mumbling and s- talk. Say it with your chest. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, uh, but but a- after a while, I really got used to his character and I really thought that he brought uh, an earnestness to the character that I think was, uh, was necessary. And then he takes this turn where, you know, he goes off the rails and <laughs> just does a lot of blow and 
uh, a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of Henny, um, which I thought yeah, was he, was he cool. had yeah, the yeah. he had the was that the white label? Yeah, Hennessey? that might have been. I don't <laughs> yeah, he had, he, had the, he had the white Hennessy. That's that's not cheap shit he was drinking, and he was getting he was getting uh, the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, well, it it was shock you. Uh, well, you might feel how differently about him knowing that he was clearly a, a white supremacist. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah, you know, the uh, the tattoos to prove it. Can't deny black women. <laughs> can't deny black women. Uh, who, who used to sneak into the into the slave uh, oh, houses? Jesus was George Christ. Washington. Oh, fuck. You, you remember those twenty three? Um, what is it? Uh, twenty three and me. Like the yeah, DNA yeah, the kids. DNA, is it twenty three yeah. and me? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, where um they did this skit of um like all the black people who took the test. And they're like, yeah. George Washington is one of my ancestors. Whoops. You, you never seen one of those commercials? I, I never seen. Oh it. man, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, you know, like how because he used to have you know that, sleep with those the are slaves. very dark commercials. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, it was Christ. like all the white people. Were like, oh, this is my ancestor. This is, and then all the black people were like hey, George Washington. George Washington. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, so that scene was very interesting. Like. That was a bold scene. Like yeah. I, I didn't expect to see that. When he was drinking and he was drunk and like Yeah, that, it was very that's very... something that I could see because you know, here's a man who came from a certain place and then yeah. um faith brought him to another place. Yeah. And, but he gets thrust back into well, that he when he fell goes off to the New wagon. York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't expect him to <laughs> catch the know, head just... catch the neck. <laughs> yeah, she must have been uh, terrible too. He was and... like, Yeah, you can go. You, you can go. <laughs> Even though I'm off this henny, his head is whack. <laughs> and he was still talking during it. I was like, who does this? Yo, what was she thinking? Like, uh, am I getting paid for this? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, all right. So he gets my first runner up. Uh, my second runner up, uh, runners up is, uh, is uh, Floriana Lima, who played uh, Krista DeMont. Uh, Dumont. Oh, that sounds like a very. She sounds like she comes from money. <laughs> Krista Dumont. Um, that uh, she gets my runners up because uh, she played a very. Although I kind of hated her character in terms of like she's always smiling for some reason. Either that or that's just her resting face, which I don't fully understand. Uh, but she played a very oddly almost like a honest character i think in, in in a lot of ways where she kind of just says how she feels although by the end of it i kind of think it's not justified the way that she approaches it although maybe she's just fully crazy at that point um but i i feel like she played her character extremely well i don't know about the arc that they took her, her character on but she delivered in terms of her performance as the uh, as a character so it's less about her character and more about how she played that character uh and then okay uh of course i'm going to give my mvp to uh, none other than uh, john um Bernthal. uh his turn as frank castle was just rugged um and some somehow sentimental um and uh uh, and truthful you know i feel like you know one of the best lines is uh one of the lines that you said which was let me just be me I just want to be me. Can I be me? Can I just go kill people? <laughs> that's what I do, you know? And I think that that's, um, 
sometimes you know you know you look at all these like you know characters and they, they have all these codes and shit and frank's like i've got one code i don't kill people who are like innocent you know but if you've done some shady shit if you've done some fucked up shit you're going to meet your punishment you know what i mean and i think that there's something refreshing about a character that's just be like fuck it you know i don't care if you think i'm a good guy bad guy or indifferent this is what i want to go do you know um I don't know if I'd like that guy to be roaming the streets every night, you know, with uh, <laughs> semi-automatics and shit. But fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> don't wet yeah. me up. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Uh, with as much bullets as he's pumping into the city, it's the only matter of time. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll let you go. So, I mean, John Bernthal, obviously he's the MVP of the show. Um, so I'm not going to you know, point out the obvious there. But I do want to highlight a character that I felt like matched his level uh, of acting and, and, and really, really added to the storyline more so than I've ever seen like um, a new character introduced into a series. Yeah. Um, when I look at, you know, all the other shows, Jessica Jones, um, uh, uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, and it, it was Georgia Wigham. Yeah. I'm going to go with Wigham. Sure. So she played the part well. Um, she, she matched his, you know, his, his brutishness, right. With, with a certain sense of humor that was very realistic to what her character was, uh, this young girl kind of just thrust into the situation that she was really not prepared to, to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Frank is this, you know, stone cold killer, this hard motherfucker. And she's just like, you know. Yeah, like yeah, like you're you're a killer, you know, you're you're the tough guy, right? But I'm gonna, I can go, I can match you with the, with the words, with their ex- yeah. verbal exchanges, uh, and over time, you see why Frank cares about her so much. Yes, he wants the war, he likes that battle, but he also really develops like a a, a, a relationship with her, and then you can see her over time develop that same relationship with him, where she really starts to care, and in moments where she can run there's something that pulls her back. And that's, you know, the feeling she's developing for Frank. Um, her character was fun to watch. She was like light. She was funny. Uh, when she needed to step up, she did. Um, you know, I, th- I, th- I think about the hallway scene where the guy had the gun pointed at her yeah. and she used what Frank taught her to get the gun. And then at the end of the day, when she had to pull the trigger, she pulled it, right? Yeah. Uh, when she snuck into the hospital, dressed up as a nurse, and she stayed in the other room to kind of like watch over him. And again, when he needed her, she was right there to save him. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she was there every step of the way. And again, her character was just fun to watch. Yeah. She wasn't annoying. Uh, she made stupid decisions, but that's kind of like what you expect from, a, you know, a 16 year old girl in, in this type of situation. Uh, so again, I, I 16 year old girl, what are you trying to say, Arraine? 16 year old, 16 year old girl. In real life, she's like 22. Yeah, no, she, <laughs> she is like 34. Yeah. But um, she does, uh, in the show, she looks young. Yeah. Right? So uh, shout out to the, uh, to the wardrobe person who <laughs> got her all that uh, American yeah, Eagle stuff. All they did was yeah, just dress her up in Supreme. Uh, the second character that that I, I don't know if I like this character or that the, the act, her acting was just really good. Uh, it's going to be Agent Madani. Um, the her real name is uh, Amber Rose Riva. Yeah. Um, interesting name. Yeah. You know. Because there's one more famous Amber Rose, uh, so <laughs> whatever slightly different things. Yeah, yeah whenever uh, you you know someone Google's that, she's uh, gonna yeah. pop up before you, and 
you got to make your way in this world with, <laughs> with you know, battling yeah. against that. That's just so. a testament to your skills if you're able to still rise above it. Yeah. So Amber Rose Riva, who is an uh, English actress, um, uh, she did really well. Like again, I liked her in season one. I liked her in, in season two. And while her character did frustrate me at times, I think it was more the the writing and the storyline. Um, it wasn't her acting. Like every time she, you know. You know, whether she was dealing with like uh, emotional complexities, uh, situational complexity, her own um, uh, own demons that she was battling or she was in a really intense fight scene with Billy uh, or uh, with uh, Krista. She carried her weight in terms of delivering on on screen. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see her like more of her character, you know, yeah. as these Marvel shows continue. I think she's a good agent especially now in this new cia role or yeah, position. That i she think did. i've had enough you've uh, had enough yeah, of her I'm good i like yeah. her maybe it's because she's like she's fucking sexy i like this lady <laughs> um so yeah i like to see more of her okay uh so my um my my loser in this just simply based off of inconsistency of delivery is going to be uh ben barnes who plays billy russo yeah uh, again when he was good he was really good really yeah. good um, when he was bad, it was terrible. His his range reminded me of um, uh, the actress who plays Karen Page, in that no, she's always terrible. He's at least good sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I mean is like in scenes where you know, like you know, those scenes where he's struggling to 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 deal with his emotion. He doesn't really know how he feels, and he's he's trying to find the words to explain it, and he goes from calm to yelling and screaming then back down and then there's those those like highs and lows so again sometimes he hit the nail on the head sometimes he was really bad um but he reminded me of her in that in in the in in the range and like not really dialing it in like there were highs and there were lows and there were highs and there were lows like give me some in between where there's there's a semblance of you having some control over your emotion, yeah, and you're you're able to just act and deliver the line and sell me the character, yeah. Um, I don't need the cries and the screams and the highs and the lows without like really character building, right? If that makes sense. So no, again, his inconsistencies is what makes him my loser. He he could have very e- very easily been the winner, but mm-hmm. when it comes to the 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 quality of acting around him, mm-hmm. uh, I think he clearly stands out as a loser. <laughs> Say it's those ways. <laughs> uh, perfect. All right, let, let's uh, let's move on to a cinematography. What do we what do we think about the cinematography of the uh, of the movie? Um, I mean, of the movie of the show. The show. I don't know. Uh, again, I think John Bernthal just plays this character so well. Um, it's really just a matter of capturing him, um, mm. capturing his intensities, the facial expressions, the. Um, you know the scene where the scenes where he's on the bench at the end of the show with Amy and and he's you know trying to find the words to explain to her how he feels without you know turning all soft and mushy because that's just not who he is um, those scenes that you know I, I like the side angle where they're really capturing his facial expressions and he's having trouble dealing with it um, a lot of close-up scenes the fight scenes were intense as if the camera was like right there in the middle of the fight, right? Um, particularly the fight scene where he's um, uh, he's you know having a gunfight with uh, John John Pilgrim, um, who's what's his, the 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 Meta the Metadite Mennonite or Metadite, like that, yeah. yeah. Th- that hotel fight scene, yeah. Where, you know the camera's constantly moving from room to room. It's ca- it's capturing all of the action on both sides of the wall. Um, 
nothing in particular stands out, like no particular style of shooting, but the cinematography did well in, in capturing the, I would say, intensity of the film, yeah. or, or of those particular scenes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think, um, oddly enough, I think that that's actually what took it out of it. Uh, it took me out of it sometimes, where in some of the fight scenes, especially the more darkly lit fight scenes, and I can remember specifically the... Uh, uh, the the scene where they they're at the um the jail and uh you know uh, they're shooting up the jail and and you know frank and amy are in there and i just felt like some of those scenes that were more darkly lit you couldn't really tell what was like going on so i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's more on the editing or on the cinematography where it's just like you know you can't you have to be able to establish like where we're at at any given point in time, you know? And I think that, I don't know if they always executed that to the best of their ability. Um, Because sometimes they got it really right. Sorry, my nose is running. Um, Sometimes they got it really right with these incredible fight scenes that I'm sure took, you know, a lot to make. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the scene where he's running through the woods, right? Where they're at the jail. That scene was more okay mm-hmm. although I, it's still kind of the same problem i i didn't know what the fuck like i didn't know where he was at i didn't i don't know where the john was at the, the um uh the mennonite guy i i didn't really know understand where their relationship was as, mm-hmm. as far as where they're at in the woods like location like, yeah but but wasn't that part of the point in shooting it like just as uh you know the guys who were sent there to attack the prison didn't know where john was mm-hmm. um you know you as the viewer don't know exactly where he is. You just know he's coming. I mean, I, I guess, but I, I would have loved to establish like who's in front of who, like who's behind who, like, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't even figure that much out. It was just yeah. like, I don't know. It was, it was, I, it, it wasn't my favorite, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, um, You're tripping, that was a dope scene. It, no, no, it was a great scene. What I'm saying is, is like, if I have a knock on it, it's that like, I can't, I, I hate when I don't know where I'm at in a scene. Like mm-hmm. I hate when there's so much editing and so much going on that it's just like, wait, slow down. Like, let me see what's happening here, you know? Um, and I, I feel like that that's a, you know, and obviously, you know, I think since uh, Jason Bourne, I think, it, you know, the, that movie essentially changed the game in terms of how action movies are, are shot that no longer, you know, are the, sh- you know, longer take scenes really acceptable. Um, that there are these fast choppy you know scenes where you know we're cutting three different times within this you know two seconds um and which what which is what makes scenes like daredevils like the the long hallway scene where you know it's just one take Mm -hmm. which is what makes that incredible because we're not used to it anymore we're used to seeing everything just cut up and you know all these you know crazy editing situations going on um, so when we get these long extended takes with all this action and it, it feels like we feel it like. Yeah, I will say that the bathroom fight scene where John is fighting um, like the two women who were sent in. Uh, so this is back where they're at the bar in Michigan um, before he like the moment in which he steps in to save Amy. Right. Oh, where, that uh, where Frank, you mean? 
Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I said John. Yeah. 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 So Frank steps okay. in to save Amy and, yeah, yeah. and he, you know, barges into the bathroom. They have that epic fight scene where uh, what I loved about that scene is he didn't treat, you know, those uh, like the, the two women <laughs> oh, no, soldiers there, there was no, any differently. Yeah, yeah. There, he, there, he fought them. There like, was no sexual discrimination yeah. in that situation. Yeah, uh, it was equal rights in that bathroom. <laughs> he, he fought them just like they were men. Yeah, yeah um, of course. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and I like that because he could have um, did the, you know, I don't. You know, I don't hurt women and children thing, right? But at the end of the day, Frank's right. Frank's a warrior, and and when he's in battle, when he's at war, he's gonna he's you know he's gonna survive one way or another. Yeah, when when you pull out that gat, uh, I think all bets are off. Yeah. Oh, man, woman, child, you're catching this two yeah, piece. Some right? get some. <laughs> yeah, go but, to but, but but that scene was one of the scenes where like there wasn't much. Uh, at least I don't remember there being much editing. It wasn't too choppy. Um, yeah. They because it's such a small confined space, like you can show a lot of what's going on without too much scene like frame by frame by frame editing. yeah uh yeah and then i should have mentioned that uh peter hinomas uh william i'm sorry uh peter hinomas and then francis spin spilderner get some easier names guys all you right just, yeah, you just gotta commit to fucking it up <laughs> if you say someone's name and you yeah. say it wrong with confidence, they'll respect it. Yeah, it's the the spit. That's when they're like, "Oh, fuck it, say yeah, it." Fuck you. Um, they handled the uh, cinematography duties uh, for the second season. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to uh, music. Uh, what do we think about the uh, the music of the the, the film? Um, film. Why do I keep calling it a film? The show <laughs> series. Jesus so, uh, if you watch the you know if you watch the show through and through right including the like the the intro music and intro scenes there's like a very like western style of um like like not necessarily folk music but it's definitely like a, a like southern this style midwest yeah midwest sort of, southern style yeah. of of you know guitar like that old like out on the you know, out on the prairie type of <laughs> shit, right? I, I don't know. I, How I don't know. Did what, I know you were gonna say that. I didn't. I don't know prairie. what to call that genre <laughs> of music because I don't listen to it. It's yeah. not bad. I just don't listen to it, right? Yeah. Um, and it stays consistent throughout the show, right? Um, one of the, one of the scenes I highlighted was like the the um, uh, like the the trailer yard fight scene mm-hmm. between John and uh, I'm sorry between Frank Castle and John Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, when you know John comes to get the uh this the senator uh and make the trade off with uh Frank Castle for the girl Amy mm-hmm. and they're having that intense one on one you know fist to fist fight scene right and as as intense as that scene is they're not playing like heavy hardcore rock music or they're not playing high tempo music what do you hear in the background you just hear strings of like an acoustic guitar just obviously playing uh you know kind of like a folk style music mm-hmm. um and it matched that scene perfectly cuz in front of you, you're getting this intense fight scene. You get the sounds to match it from the two fighters. And then in the background, you're getting this very, like, kind of like controlled and poised and subtle music in the guitar. Um, again, which stays consistent with some of the music you hear in the intro, uh, who his character is. Um, it, you know, I think he talks about, like, music at one point in the show where you can tell Frank's not listening to... <laughs> Yeah, he's not listening to NBA Young Boy. <laughs> he's not uh, listening he, to Gunna, and, and he, he you know, right? He's, uh, he's not listening to Kodak Black. He's like, uh, you know, I think he's like an old country guy. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's consistent with his character. I feel like, yeah, um, what he would listen to. 
yeah, I think that all the Marvel shows, uh, specifically the shows, are are really consistent in t- in the types of music that they play. Like, so for instance, Daredevil is more of like they get a lot of more piano riffs, a lot of more violins, a lot of more strings. Uh, you know, uh, in Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, she's more of a like punk like rocker. Rock, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke Cage, yeah, Luke Cage is, is all about the hip hop. Uh, and then you know, Iron Fist, nobody cares about. So why talk about it? <laughs> Iron Fist is a lot of Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> Three doors down, uh, <laughs> Creed. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot back. of yeah, a lot of Creed. Yeah, um, uh, and then it stays consistent with uh, the Punisher, which is more just like you said. It's sort of this this, this folk sort of uh, really uh, guitar heavy, uh, acoustic guitar heavy uh, riffs that they had of having it. But uh, there's actually one song that I'd I'd, I'd love to point out because I, I think it fit perfectly with everything, which is uh, "Rooster" by Alice in the Chains. Allison Chains, Allison Chains, um, uh, which is essentially sort of the the thing that they would play every time, especially towards the end there when Billy uh, was dying, uh, and they play, and like they yeah, keep you playing hit that note pretty good. I, 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 I don't know where that came from. Oh, that was good. Hey, 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 look, I might I might <laughs> might quit my day job here. Uh, um, no, so so they. You know, they would keep playing that song every time you would see him because it was like it was uh, the song's called Rooster. Right. And I think it's sort of like, you know, uh, what do you say? What's the old saying? The chickens come home to roost. Yeah. Or the, the hens come home. To or rooster. The hen come, whatever yeah. the, the, the saying uh, saying is. And that's essentially was the uh, um, the arc for his character, you know, which is like. You know, after all that shit, you know, where he's like, you know, Mr. GQ running around all over the place, you know, he's got mad money, he's doing this, doing that, get his face fucking smashed in, and then to lay in the hospital and think, man, you know, I'm being haunted by all these dreams, all this, and I think I'm a good guy, why wouldn't, you know, why would anybody do this to me? And then to find out is your best friend, and to find out, oh, I killed his family, but still not really care, you're just like, eh, I know I killed your family, but that was still kind of messed up what you did to me. Um... And then just to be shot, you know, and then be like, hey, I want to have this last epic, you know, speech. And then you don't even get to finish that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, my how the mighty have fallen, you know, and, and I think that that was very appropriate mood for. And then they, they do that several times throughout the entire series where they have just the like the right music that sounds like it could be like a little off kilter but somehow matches perfectly to everything that's going on that it doesn't sound like something that would typically be in just like you to your credit you're talking about the uh, scene where um uh the the ending scene between john and um the uh like the, 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 the trailer yard fight yeah scene. Yep. uh where it's just like you wouldn't think that song would work there but somehow mm-hmm. or or that 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 riff or whatever they had there would work but somehow it did um and so yeah, I'd have to give credit to a lot of credit to the uh, the, the the music uh, producers for the show. Although I cannot, oh, uh, music by Tyler Bates is the uh, is the music by credit. Yeah. Now a lot of the episodes throughout the, this uh, season two were directed by um, different people. And yeah. Uh, but did Tyler Bates do the music through all? I think he's done it through bo- uh, through both seasons actually. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Tyler. Shout out to you, Tyler. <laughs> Good one on you, Tyler. Uh, okay, uh, last thoughts on uh, on Punisher season two. Season two was good. I mean, 
I, I was hoping that because we know um, these Marvel shows are being taken from net, uh, removed from Netflix and they're going over to this new Marvel. Yeah, people are. Di- is being, it Disney? Is yeah, it, Disney, like, Disney? Disney's yeah. having their own network. People are being really dense when it comes to just like I can't believe that they would cancel Daredevil. Yeah. I can't believe they'd cancel Jessica. Jo- are you as uh, a wise man in uh, John Malkovich once said, are you a simpleton? Oh, <laughs> uh, when he said that in, uh, in yeah, Bird Box. That again? Bird Box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course they're not going to fuck. You, you think Marvel's just going to be like, yeah, these shows that yeah, are doing extremely well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, let, or, or we'll let you cancel them. Or we're not going to even talk about bringing them back. That's okay. Well, we know everybody wants to see what happens in season four of Daredevil and season three of uh, Punisher. Yeah. But nah, we're good. You know, the fuck are you thinking they're going to do? Of course yeah, they're going to bring Marvel's it back. Of course Marvel's going to say, hey, uh, we don't need you to wrap that shit <laughs> up because it's coming home with us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen when when those shows make the transition over to the Disney network? Who knows if, you know, these actors are going to, um, you know, remain in place? Who knows if John Bernthal is going to continue to play the Punisher? He has um, to. They, 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 they literally cannot get anybody else to play that yeah, role. Uh, yeah. That, that'd be a struggle. It's going to be very tough to find somebody to play the Punisher as well as he has with yeah. that level of intensity. And like, he looks the part too. He's not like you're, you're, he's not going to be GQ sexiest man of the year. You <laughs> yeah. know, he's not, he's not big and buff. That's what know? I actually really liked about Cause I was worried at first. Cause I was like, man, he, he's actually pretty, he's like a small guy, Yeah, but I was like, that fucking works yeah. like it just makes him that much more raw like yeah he's know? the he's the right tool for the job right yeah. he doesn't have to be this big hammer you know he's not like the, the like the little tool as well he's like he fits he gets yeah. the job done well and, and you know what i like about him is, is that while all the other people who played punisher besides maybe Dolph Lundgren, um they seem like they're trying to fit the role right mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like he's trying to fit the role it, it seems like he's just making the role his like, you know, and I, yeah. I know that sounds like some bullshit, but no, no, it, but it, no, it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. It's like, I'm not trying to like play this character. Yeah. You know, he was like, maybe a lot of this character is, is me like this intensity, the ruggedness, you know, and I'm just, uh, kind of assuming this role. I, I'm making this role my own. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, overall, you know, obviously got to press play on Punisher season two. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've been given a lot of trash from uh, from the Marvel shows. I mean, the last <laughs> season of Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. While I loved Bushmaster's character, I didn't love the the direction of the show. Yeah. Um, Iron Fist was shit. Uh, yeah. The Defenders wasn't great. Um, season or the final season, season three, season three of, of Daredevil, Daredevil was, was good, but it was like, excellent. It still left something uh, to be wanted, right? And then I feel like I thought it was. I thought it was on par. Yeah, with uh, season two, I still Punisher. wanted something when it was over. I was like, you know, great, but still, yeah. I think this uh, last season of Punisher gave that to me. I'm satisfied. Yeah. There you go. Hey, uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you haven't pressed play on it, press the fucking play on season two of uh, Punisher. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll at least uh, make you uh, enjoy watching somebody use any weapon in their immediate vicinity to, <laughs> to hurt others. Uh, if you don't enjoy anything else out of the uh, the season, you will certainly enjoy that. So uh, we press play on uh, season two of Punisher. We hope you do as well. Uh, forward, always, always forward, uh, as, uh, as is said. Um, 
Yeah, let, let's talk about a couple of different things here. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to jump in? I'll, 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 dealer's choice. I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let you pick where we go. So, uh, you know, today is going to be a bit, a bit of a shorter show. We're not we're not going to get to run on as long as we like to usually. Yeah. Um, but I was just reading some interesting, fun stuff. Uh, you know, because we're on Netflix, right? We're talking about Daredevil. We're talking about these uh, the Marvel programs. One fun fact that I recently noticed, which kind of surprised me, but didn't at the same time, mm. was the office of all the programs on Netflix still um, garners more viewing hours than any other program. Because that's all anybody ever watches. Whenever you ask, hey, what are you watching these days? Everybody's response is always... The office. The office. Yeah. Like, of course, like, what else are we watching? Yeah, of course we're but watching it's, it's like, so how long has that show been over? Oh, God. Uh, it's last, I think it was like 2012. No, 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 no. It had to be past that, right? It was like 2013, somewhere around there. Yeah, let's go, let's go 2013. Yeah. So, you know, that would mean it's been, uh, what, six years since? Mm-hmm. Um, and the show, uh, more than, uh, well, the, the Wire isn't on there. I think if The Wire was on uh, Netflix, it would get a lot of viewing hours. Um, it, but The Wire is kind of heavy to get into. I think the, what makes The Office perfect is... It's, it's light. It's very light. It's light, plus it has nine seasons, you know? Yeah. Um, is Lost on Netflix? Maybe I don't know. Um, I've never cared too much about Lost. Yeah, uh, not not ER. What is the other show like? Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. another like cult following. Uh, another show with like a cult following. Um, well, the ironically enough, the only other thing that I think could maybe match uh, the Office is uh, maybe Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Friends. Or another uh, show that I was surprised. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants. So SpongeBob SquarePants is is getting a massive amount of um, viewing hours uh, on like through streaming networks, right? Do you do you work on for Netflix or something? Like, well, no, I I think this is across like (laughs) how do you have this insider knowledge? (laughs) I I think this is across like a lot of um like platforms: Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, right? All the um platforms that have SpongeBob on it. Yeah. So twenty five percent. Of all um, viewership for yeah. for SpongeBob SquarePants mm-hmm. is from adults over the age of twenty five. Do you know why? With no children. Do you know why? Why? Because they grew up on SpongeBob. Yeah, I mean, they SpongeBob g- is well over twenty years old. Yeah, I mean, I grew up on SpongeBob. Yeah, love SpongeBob. It's just interesting. So this is adults over the age of twenty five with no children. Yeah. Which I mean, for the most part, means like you kind of have no reason to watch it if you don't have kids in the house running around, and you're like, oh. no. So that means like a 27 year old grown man <laughs> gets off of work, <laughs> make, like go to the gym, <laughs> come home from the gym. Now he's definitely not going to the gym. Yeah. I can guarantee you. <laughs> I mean, whether he's going to the gym or not, when he gets home from the yeah. gym or work, he's we watch SpongeBob. Nah, it's it's more like it's okay. either SpongeBob or The Office. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, no, you you wake up in the morning, you know, you're you're getting ready for work. Uh, you're like, man, like let me just pop something on. You turn on the news. That's depressing as fuck. Yeah, it's either some nonsense about Trump or eight people got killed a block away from you. Uh, so you're like, all right, well, I'm not gonna watch that anymore. Uh, and then you just turn on Nickelodeon, feel good about yourself for a while, <laughs> watch yeah. the SpongeBob SquarePants. I, I just thought that was interesting because it's um. You know what we choose to like consume and like how yeah. and when and why. It's very interesting. Like yeah. when uh, when I ask people like what shows are you watching on TV, I feel like most people, like you said, just say The Office, right? Yeah. But it's like, what are you really watching? You know? Just The Office. They're not lying. <laughs> are are you are you 
going home and watching SpongeBob, the Rugrats. Uh, I, I, if if I could consistently find Power Rugrats Puff somewhere, Girls. I would also watch Power Puff. Look, there's nothing wrong with the '90s uh, cartoons. Nothing wrong with it at all. But it's like, uh, is it one of those things where people just say The Office, but they're really watching something? They would be like, no, they would just say they both. Are? I I have no problem. If somebody asks, "Hey, are you still watching Rugrats?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah! What do you? What else am I going to be watching? Fuck yeah!" Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I feel like my answers to what I'm watching always surprise people because, like, the number one thing I usually watch on Netflix, yeah, is animal shit, planet Planet Earth. Wild Alaska, <laughs> the great mountains of China, like, you know, Earth's most amazing natural events yeah, or well, like architecture. You're shit. making them sound more epic. Most beautiful maybe. homes in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Or um, uh, like the show where they bu- people build tiny houses, like 250 square foot. Yeah, houses. Oh, that's stupid. That stuff uh, is dope. Oh, actually, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm joking, but uh, I actually really like the show Abstract on Netflix. It's basically about like where they follow different people who different thing that uh, who do different things. Like for instance, like there, there's the guy behind all like the Jordan shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they do. They basically just follow him around and talk to him, you know, for for a while. The, the cartoonist for the New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had this uh, architect from Sweden or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I I thought all that was actually really really interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, I watched all sh- or sorts of shit on 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 Netflix. Uh, before we, uh, because I know we're we're gonna have to cut this short tonight. Um, before we get out of here though, l- let's let's talk about something that a lot of other people watch as well, right? We talked about Netflix where everybody's watching the fucking Office, you know, even if they're watching SpongeBob on the side as well. Uh. Christopher Nolan movies. Everybody apparently watches Christopher Nolan movies because his movies have made well over I don't even know how many billions for fucking Warner Brothers. He's yeah. made so much guap for them. Well over <laughs> how many billions? <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that is a vague number, <laughs> but we, we can imagine it's high. Yeah, he's made Some too much billions. money. Because look, he you know I think his resume speaks for itself, right? He Memento. The Prestige, uh, uh, the uh, the whole Dark Knight series, uh, Interstellar, In- Inception, uh, Inception um, Dunkirk. Does, does does he like? If the studio gives him a budget, is that disrespectful? It absolutely is disrespectful at this point. You just you don't even ask questions. You're like, no, we just assumed your shit was going to yeah. be well over uh, five hundred million. They just <laughs> give him the account and routing number <laughs> and say, please don't overspend. <laughs> They, they can't even say that. They're just yeah. like, do what you do, Chris. What do you <laughs> think Christopher Nolan's demands are, like in his contract when he signs on to do a movie? What his writers are? Just I don't know, man. Uh, uh, massages uh, every day at you know twelve thirty. I don't know. Uh, I have to be able to fuck anyone <laughs> on the set no, that I want. He's definitely married, uh, <laughs> and actually to his producer too. So you definitely, oh, really? yeah, you can't mm. can't go too far with that. <laughs> tricky one, tricky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Emma Emma Thompson is uh is his uh is usually the producer he works with and he just happens to be married with Tara as well. Damn, yeah. keeping the money in the family. Hey, hey, keep the hey, what, what did Jay Z say? Uh nobody wins when the family feuds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wins when they mm. <laughs> when they make movies together. Smart apparently. man. Yeah. He's like, Hey, listen, I saw what happened to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. out like that. <laughs> 
how about you, you get your own money over there? I'm going to get mine over here. Separate accounts. Yeah, when they hand him that routing number and the account number for Warner Brothers, you know, he has to like give her half. He's yeah. like, all right, half this budget is just you. I'm, I'm going to give you half now. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, apparently rumor has it uh, that he is working on a new film, uh, and it got me thinking. Right, uh, there is no. I'm, not, I'm making no qualms about it. Christopher Nolan is my favorite director uh, working today, um, and I think that the proof is in the pudding. You look at he's the one guy that they can just get. They they basically just give an unlimited budget to. We just sat here and made jokes for like three minutes about <laughs> how they just true. give them the bag. But it's fucking true that they just are like, Chris, do whatever the fuck it is you want. We don't care. Space adventures no, that nobody apparently understands. I don't care. Uh, dream uh, shit that nobody can figure Chris, out. Chris, we Fair saw enough. the movie. We don't get it. It's a hit. When's it coming out? <laughs> One's opening day. His voicemail must be hilarious. Hey, Chris, uh, Interstellar. Wow. Don't understand any of it. I, I, we don't think it makes sense, but we, we, we need this out. We need this in theaters tomorrow. Immediately. What do we need to do? Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think his resume speaks for itself, and uh, he literally can do whatever the fuck he wants. And so he's coming out with, an, and he's uh, and just like classic Christopher Nolan style, it's very secretive. Nobody knows any details about it. We don't know who, what actors are in it. We don't know what the subject is. We don't know shit about it, right? So it got me thinking, though. I really wanted to try to be objective about this. And if we can answer it in a couple minutes, I think it's time for another debate. Let's go. Who is the best working director in Hollywood today? I'm, I'm gonna let you take this one first because I, I might I might need to, uh, to to gather my thoughts really quickly. Okay, um, here's what I'll say. What I like to look at as far as directors go is consistency in terms of. Um, the overall impact of what they're delivering but then also content too are you giving me it's like the difference between okay i can eat a bunch i I can eat 18 Krispy Kreme you know donuts um but i'm probably going to have a hard time shitting afterwards (laughs) or maybe a very easy time shitting afterwards who knows which way that goes either way it's not good for me right um but my stomach is still full though right so you want somebody who's going to give you very nutritional things, but fills you up as well, right? That still puts butts in seats. Here's my proposal. I believe that next to Christopher Nolan, because again, I believe that he is the best working director in Hollywood, uh, but next to him, I think the best working director in Hollywood right now, today, Ryan Coger. Okay, I mean, gave Black Panther, Creed, Creed, Fruitvale Station. Look, man, I think it's hard to argue. I know he has a sh- very short resume, and you know, you might want to compare him to like, you know, or or say that there's others who have resumes that are you know way longer, like Paul Thomas Anderson, Fincher. Uh, you you might even throw in, you know, obviously, you know, I, I think Spielberg is is kind of like not necessarily past his prime, but I don't think anybody's really checking for Spielberg movies these days. Um, 
uh, you might say Scorsese, who's coming out with the Irishman soon. Um, or, or you might say Wes Anderson, you know, all these directors. Right. But I think that today, if we're talking about today, I think Ryan Coogler is the brightest star among them. Again, next to Nolan, but Coogler is the brightest star among them, both with his ability to make big stories still seem sort of small in, 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 in a lot of ways, uh, like what he did with Creed. I think that he had when they said they were coming out with another Creed uh, with a movie, uh, you know, that was obviously in the Rocky universe and it was going to be called Creed. I was like. I will not be checking that out opening day. I I will see that when it goes to Redbox. Um, but then I saw Fruitvale Station and I was like, whoa, now, you know, and once you see Fruitvale Station, you, you see the 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 intimacy that he had with that script, you know, um, and uh, then you watch Creed and you see that the, the, the same intimacy, that the same passion, you know, uh, the same sort of. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to what to, what to call it, but it, it it's these sort of intangible sort of things that uh, make the 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 film seem very full, you know, very very fulfilling, you know. Um, but also they sell tickets, <laughs> uh, Creed uh, sold tickets. Yeah, Black Panther clearly sold tickets. You know, at the end of the day, people have to go and see your shit. Absolutely, you know. And I think that Ryan Coogler right now, I think he is the brightest star among them. And I know he's com- he's working on another movie with Michael B. Right now, it's like uh, I think it's about the kids. It's like some sort of test. Uh, it's like maybe SAT drama or something like that. I don't know. It, it's something. But I'm very much looking forward to it because it's not within an, an uh, already established universe. It's something sort of on its own. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna be checking for that, but I believe that Ryan Coogler is the, 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 the next in line next to the throne, if you, so to speak, uh, uh, of, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, when he eventually passes the torch. So as you've been, you know, going through your, 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 your spiel, your reasoning, your, yeah. uh, your, your, your thoughts. Yeah. I didn't have minds locked down. I kind of had to do a little bit of research. Yeah. Um, and in that research, I mean, there are some directors I really love. Um, uh, what's this, this guy's name? Alejandro Gonzalez. Um, right. <sighs> or v- yeah, very good. I mean, he's got, uh, he's got some heavy hitters for me. He's got the Revenant Birdman. Or Iniratu is, uh, Alexander, uh, Alejandro Iniratu. Um, yes. Yeah. Another great one. Yeah. Well, he, um, it's one in the same. Uh, w- w- yeah. Uh, wait, same motherfucker? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> same motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what? I'm sorry. I, I was just going with uh, his you know, the first two, but yeah. he's <laughs> a long more. name. Motherfucker. <laughs> Alejandro Gonzalez yeah. Hineratu. Yeah. Um, but when oh, I, I, and I forgot him too. They, they're very, that's yeah. a very good My favorite uh, film just... that he did is definitely an underrated one. Um, Beautiful with uh, Javier yeah. Bardem. Yeah. One of my favorites. Um, so he was on the list. I mean, and obviously there's Christopher Nolan, James Cameron, Clint Eastwood. Uh, but I gotta go with David Fincher. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with Fincher. When I look at the movies, uh, the films that he's uh, worked on, uh, you look at some of his classics, right? You've got Seven with uh, um, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. You've got Fight Club. I mean, holy fuck! What, like a classic, classic, right? 
Um, and then you've got some of the more recent stuff. Uh, you've got Gone Girl, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo with Rooney Mara. Yeah. Um, what's that mushy face motherfucker's name? Uh, seven, uh, 007. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Right? Uh, then then you've got like lighter things, like yeah. things, more Social storytelling, network. right? Social Network uh, being one of them. Uh, Alien 3, I didn't know he directed that, but you know. That, I was actually not a bad Aliens, I'm not going to lie. I, I think it's the more al- maligned of the Alien yeah. movies, but I think it was, uh, I don't think it was too bad. Yeah, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Uh, World War Z. So he's 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 actually done a lot with Brad Pitt. I mean, we've got yeah. Benjamin Button, World War Z, Fight Club. Uh, but again, what I'm looking at is his range. So he can do a movie like Fight Club, and then he can do a movie like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and then Benjamin Bam, Button, uh, yeah. Benjamin Button, The Social Network. Yeah. Um, all films that, and the reason why I'm picking him is films that. You don't want to just go to the movies and see, you know, one oh, you time. need to see those multiple yeah. times. Films yeah. you can watch multiple times and yeah. like find something new every time. Yeah. Every time you watch Fight Club, you're going to learn something new because there's so many jewels dropped in that movie. Yeah. That like I'm still shocked at how um in the one scene, uh um not Brad Pitt, uh the other actor Edward uh, Norton. Edward Norton went to Wild Lake High School, uh my Shout high school. Out. So yeah, so shout, sh- out, shout out to Edward Norton, shout out Wild Lake. Um, when he talks about how you know in in, in a few years there's going to be a Starbucks on every corner, right? And this yeah. is this was in what um, what year it's was like this? 1999. Yeah, it was right. And then fast forward to today, there is a Starbucks on every corner. <laughs> yeah. And when you talk about corporate America and all of these, you know, the rise of um, capitalism and big business and all of these things, you can go back and watch that movie and like. You know, today you're like, holy yeah. shit, like some of this stuff kind of made sense. And, yeah. You know, how did this mo- movie foretell a, a, a bit of this, right? Yeah. Um, so you get classics like that. Gone Girl. I mean, wow. Yeah. What a fucking story. Yeah. Like, it, I, I didn't see any of it coming. Well, it was one of those stories that uh, everybody talked about. I was, Man, it ain't that good. I was, I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah shit is that good. That shit, <laughs> great. Um, and then, you know, telling like kind of like real life stories, Zodiac, right? The, uh, yeah. the game. Uh, again, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo being my favorite. Uh, he just has range and he's managed to do it uh, over time. He has those classics, but we're talking about the best working today. Yeah. I, I got to put him on the list. I don't know if there's um, uh, Ryan Kogler is definitely one of those guys. I, I think he is, you know, in that top five. Yeah. No, 100%. It's hard not to put him in there. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when you're choosing the best director, right? I mean, what does that even mean, right? It's all based on preference, but uh but yeah, I I think Fincher like his 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 uh his catalog is undeniable in terms of what he's done. The reason why I personally say Kogler is because uh it seems like he has whatever the pulse for society is right now. Yeah. It seems like he has it. Like he's, he's the first director that I've seen in so long to be able to tell stories that are unique to him, but that speak to everybody. You know what I mean? And I don't think that that's a very rare thing to capture, to make a movie that is personal to you. As in, it has so many things that are like you about it. Mm -hmm but speak to everybody, yeah. you know? And so I mean, Fruitvale yeah. station was definitely, um, you know, one of those movies. I felt like he had a personal connection to that story. Yeah. But well, he, he grew up in the other uh, barrier. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. personal connection, but we all saw it and we're like, wow. Yeah. Um, shout out to Octavia Spencer. Yeah. No, she, she, she knocked it out of the park. Whoa. I mean yeah. like that, uh, her, her performance in that movie still like 
gets yeah. me. Like, yeah, it's, it's you know, if you if you haven't seen that movie, definitely check out. Oh, Fruitvale you definitely Station. should watch Fruitvale Station. Uh, powerful film. Phenomenal acting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, more tamed debate tonight. But uh, but I think I, I like the direction. There are a lot of there are a lot of nuggets in there. there yeah. There, there's a lot of there's a lot in there. I think people can uh, can pick up. And uh, you guys let us know who your favorite directors are. Who 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 who's not even just favorite, but who you think is maybe the best working today. Let us know who you think. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll be getting a lot of obscure directors. Like, yeah. Oh, this director that you don't know of that. Yeah. This small director, yeah. <laughs> two movies this I like art house movie. Um, <laughs> but you know what? No, I'm not. I'm joking. With you, I, yes. I, I gotta, um, you know, between our two directors, just to kind of like wrap this up, I gotta go with your guy on this one. Yeah. Um, reason being, um, David Fincher, he's made some amazing movies. Um, when I'm looking at the last four years, yeah, I think Ryan Coogler again. Uh, you put yeah, that's why I kept stressing yeah. today. Yeah. Um, I think it's Coogler. And I mean, yeah. you know, 2016, 2000, it's not too far away in, in the film world, right? Because yeah. these these movies take, take a long time. To take make, a yeah. long time. Yeah. So today, Ryan Coogler, you said it best. He just has uh, his his finger on the pulse. And, yeah. and he's he's doing movies that matter right now today. So, he, you know, yeah. he's the guy. He takes this one. Hey, and he might fuck around and win an Oscar for a superhero movie. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. Hey, so shout out to Ryan Coogler. Shout out uh, David Fincher. Uh, shout out the rest of the directors and those up and coming who uh, who have yet to uh, to hit market yet. But uh, we'll definitely be checking uh, a lot of shit out uh, in 2019. So who knows? We might see you, uh, your film. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Keep right. working. Yeah. Hey, do what it do. Um, so I think we're going to wrap this show up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think uh, we'll be back next week uh, yeah. with uh, some more hot shit, some more funny shit. Uh, definitely another press play. I, I know we talked about doing maybe the fire festival. I think we uh, that was I, my I, fault. I, I dropped the ball on that. I'm not. Yeah, gonna lie to you. I, th- I think we gotta talk about it yeah. just because very it, it's very in, very very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's gonna leak into some really interesting conversation. So next week, press play fire festival. Yeah. Um, we've we've got some. Some, uh, some 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 good stuff coming. Yeah. Us. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's about it. You know the usual protocol. Uh, you know, uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit, hit that, that share, share button. button. You know, share this uh, with your mom, your dad, uh, your cousin TT, um, uh, <laughs> your auntie, uh, the gay uncle. Yeah, yeah everybody. Uh, your gay <laughs> uncle, especially. I don't know why, especially, but somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, uh. And quickly, uh, Super Bowl pick. Who are you picking? L.A. Rams. Who? L.A. Rams. We already know. We know. Uh, Yeah, I'm picking anybody who's not the Patriots. It's the dawning Uh, of a new era. Is it? Uh, Okay. Uh, On that note, we'll go ahead and play our outro music so we don't have to deal with any of that nonsense. Uh, (laughs) uh, But ladies and gentlemen, uh, we love you guys. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Until then, we have to use your protocol. Fade out. Peace.